the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, and welcome to today's City Mission's Hope for the Homeless podcast. I'm Dean Gartland, President and CEO for City Mission in Washington, Pennsylvania. And today we'll begin a discussion relating to this scripture to how the biblical principles relate to the 12 steps of recovery. Now, in the last podcast, we talked about steps one through three. And, you know, the uh, and those uh, steps are uh, critical. I We always encourage people, I encourage people, you start and end the day with the first three steps. Um, but we're going to talk about steps four and five today. But before we do that, let me just, for those of you who may just be joining us and you don't know who the City Mission is, uh, we are a faith-based Christian organization uh, located right in the heart of Washington, PA, and uh, we serve the homeless. And uh, uh, we uh, actually uh, have four distinct shelters, one for homeless veterans, one for homeless men, uh, shelter for homeless women with uh, without children, and a shelter for women with children. We operate a medical clinic uh, five days a week. Uh, we also have a Samaritan care center that we distribute uh, free food uh, to the areas uh, needy and working poor. And we also serve those who have left the mission and are now residing in independence in our community and still may need uh, some support. Uh, we also operate eight thrift stores located in three counties. And it's part of the way that we uh, fund our programs. And uh, uh, besides the donations that we seek, we are not a government-funded program. Uh, but we are a, uh, pro, a mission that depends entirely on the, uh, the support of individuals, businesses, and churches in our community who believe in what we do. And I always like to talk about the uh, uh, the missions, our mission statement. But the city mission exists to share Christ, uh, to shelter, to heal, and to restore the homeless, to independent living, and we do it do it without this discrimination. And so. Uh, that gives you a real quick overview of who we are and what we do. But today we're gonna we're talking about the twelve steps. Uh, our program at the mission we call it a life recovery program, and not just an addiction recovery program because those who walk through our doors, uh, uh, the homeless men, women, women with children, uh, veterans are struggling with uh, various uh, barriers that that are in their life that uh, cause them and and stands between them of, of homelessness and a independence, and so our program is designed to help them begin to overcome those uh, barriers to eliminate them the best we can, and or just be able to overcome them. And some of those issues and quite a number of our residents have uh, addiction issues as well as mental health. And many of them have medical and legal issues as well. But in the audience or in my in the studio with me today, I have my co-host, uh, Leah Dietrich. Leah is uh, in charge of our programs at the City Mission, and she's also a licensed uh, professional counselor. And uh, so she oversees all the programming that goes on at the mission, making sure that it is achieving the goals and objectives that we have set. And uh, so she uh, also has brought a couple of staff members with her, and I'm going to ask her to 
uh, go ahead and talk a little bit about the, the program and introduce our staff today. Thanks, Dean. We believe very much at the city mission the importance of introducing individuals to supports within the community, and we believe that 12-step fellowships are a wonderful way for our residents to receive support in handling the barriers that they face. And today, to be our content experts, I brought with us our chaplain and house coordinator, Doug Bush. Hello. And our facilities coordinator, Tony Cheverine. Hello. So today we are going to be talking, as Dean said, about steps four and five, uh, which are steps talking about courage and also honesty. Doug talks about the fact that these steps are cleaning house steps. So we are going to talk a little bit about those and about how they apply in our lives, Mm -hmm. but also how they apply to our residents and those that we serve. So If we kick it off with step four, step four says, I made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Uh, Lamentations 340 says, let us examine our ways and test them. Let us return to the Lord. This step is one that I've dealt with with many of our residents along the way that this is a difficult step. This is a difficult moment to make a a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. It's really difficult to be honest with ourselves sometimes about things that have happened and have been done. So, Doug, talk to us a little bit about step four and the importance of it in this recovery process. Socrates said a very long time ago, that an unexamined life is hardly worth living. And what we find is that we have a portion of our population who have been to the mission on more than one occasion. And what we find in the fourth step is that we begin to identify our patterns. And once we begin to identify our patterns and examine the way we think, the way we act, and the way we react, then we can begin to make the changes we need to live the life that uh, we want to uh, live. So uh, the Bible has a lot to say about fear. And the big, big barrier for many of our people who are trying to work the 12 steps is just fear of putting things down on paper. And so the words are fearless uh, inventory. Uh, When we begin to examine ourselves and write about ourselves. It takes much courage. But on the other side of that, we find that, as Winston Churchill said, there's really nothing to fear but fear itself. Mm. Wow, that's uh, very well put, Doug. And that's uh, step four is a challenge for most people, um, uh, particularly as you talk about that moral component of it, you know, made this uh, searching and fearless moral inventory. Well, uh, uh, Getting into that moral inventory is a, uh, a a real challenge because some of us, if not all of us, have done some really bad things in our lives um, that uh, we're ashamed of. We had a lot of guilt around, and um, and uh, and we don't really want to deal with it. You know, uh, we've buried it, and a lot of times drugs and alcohol helped us bury it, uh, so that we didn't have to feel it and we didn't have to think about it. Um, and now here we are in this process of uh, working these steps and getting to this place where we're saying, now we're saying we make made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. It is a challenging step to take, 
uh, but it is it is pretty it is necessary. And so, Tony, maybe talk about that a little bit. It, why is this so necessary for us to do this? So, whenever I first came to work, this step, I read what the step was. I'm like, what the heck does this even mean? Okay, so I had to do a little searching and figure out what they were talking about. I'm doing some research. Basically, all this is is a moral inventory. So you just make a list of assets and liabilities. Mm. Um, And it's once you write it down on paper, you can see, you know, you can see all your liabilities, but. That's also why you make a list of your assets, because we can look at all the bad things about ourselves and we, we can get really down on ourselves. But then we put our assets and we see what good parts, like what we do good. Um, so once I figured that out, like this step really wasn't that difficult for me. And a little story, I remember Doug a few years ago, he asked me, he goes, have you worked the fourth step yet? And I said, no. He goes, yeah, we know. And I don't know if he remembers that or not, but um, I don't know. It just came to me when he was speaking. But um, so I know a lot of people struggle with this step, but for me, it really wasn't that difficult. Um, You just have to get past the fear, which is the important what's which is why the first three steps are so important, Um, because once you turn your will and your life over the care of God, really, what do you have to fear at that point? So work in step four, like I said, came pretty easily to me. But once you lay it all out, um, it just sets the stage for step five, which I'm sure we're going to get to here in one second. Yes, we are. And so that, so just to kind of bring that to a head a little bit on step four, I think, Tony, you put it in a very good way. You know, when you're looking at the liabilities and the assets, that does balance it out somewhat. And I know that the shame and the guilt that we uh, have experienced in the past of things that we did that we're not proud of, uh, things that we have uh, inflicted on others that we're not proud of, uh, and those usually dominate our thinking. They're the ones that dominate our emotions and, you know, that we we find very difficult to overcome. Um, but in this step of really when, we're, when we come face-to-face with them and we're able to address them, I mean, that's like there was a there's a real sense of freedom uh, that comes when you finally acknowledge these things. And, and there's a there's a sense of freedom like it's not it's no longer a secret. Um, and I've heard this many times, too, you know, that we're as sick as our secrets. And so as long as we keep things buried and hidden, uh, we stay sick. Uh, and so maybe what we'll do, I'm going to ask Leah, then we're going to go over it here and uh, talk a little bit about step five. Thanks, Dean. The step step number five says we admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. And the verse that aligns with this is James five sixteen, the first part. It says, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. I like to think that step four is about admitting and accepting to yourself what you've done and being able to accept yourself. And then step five is about having other people understand and gain their forgiveness. Uh, And we don't always get that. And we don't always get that. We're not guaranteed that. But just admitting what we've done and owning our part of it, knowing that they may never see the change that you have made, but releasing yourself from that by that honest practice of openness. Talk a little bit, Doug, about what your experience is with step five. What do you have to add to us? Our program talks about spiritual awakening 
And the 12 steps bring healing. And for me, one of the great experiences with working the fourth and fifth step was carrying these burdens all my life, thinking that if I told anybody, I would disintegrate and fall apart and be nothing and no good. And then discovering that sharing these deepest secrets it didn't hurt the other person, and it helped me to get them off my chest. I was raised Catholic like Tony, and so the idea of confession is deep down in my soul. But really being mature and uh, confessing uh, my faults to uh, another person was such a freeing place in my life, and I've never had to go back and lie. It helped me to get in touch with honesty. It helped me to get in touch with openness. It helped me to not try to uh, dis- disguise who I am anymore. It really helped me to be able to share who I am with the people that I encounter on a daily basis. I don't have to hide behind any masks or walls anymore. There was a great freedom for me in working the fourth and the fifth step. Wow, thank you, Doug. And that, and and when I think of that fifth step too, I think about where it says admitted to uh, to God and to myself and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. That that that, that other human being. <laughs> was what got me. It was like, you know, I could do a moral inventory. I can, you know, admit to myself, okay, you know, here's what I know that, you know, my moral inventory is. But when it says, then uh, confess it to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Boy, that was a difficult step to take to, 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 to move to a place where you could actually trust somebody enough that, uh, you're going to tell them some things that, you know, will might make them see you differently. Or, you know, maybe uh, that person needs to be, sometimes it needs to be a priest or sometimes it needs to be a, a, a professional counselor. Sometimes it needs to be somebody that you don't know. And maybe uh, Tony could talk a little bit about that, that fifth step about admitting uh, to ourselves, to God and to uh, another human being, the exact nature of our wrong. Right. So, <clears throat> I I didn't mention this about the fourth step, but with the fourth and fifth step, it talks a lot about resentments. And, you know, coming through life, you're going to have resentments against some people in your life, whether it be uh, law enforcement agencies, religions, other people, family members, whatever. Um, but the fifth step talks about the exact nature of our wrongs. So we get to examine those resentments and we look and see what part we played in them. Mm. Um, so it's a, it's really examining self a lot, this step. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, we were talking about fear before. And, you know, to admit this to another human being, because right now, after doing the fourth step, you might, I thought that I was the worst person in the world. But when I did the fifth step, the person I shared it with, he was just laughing and he was chuckling with me when I was telling him everything because he did the exact same things, if not worse. You know, we're we're a, we're a lot less worse than we think we are, right? Um, we're our own worst enemy in our mind. Um, I know I am anyways. Um, you know, but after completing four and five, this 
was a very free, these were two very freeing steps. Um, you know, and now that I'm past it and I can look back in the rearview mirror, I had nothing to worry about. Um, number one, four, I knew who I was, you know, um, and just to admit it to someone else and God knew who I was the whole time too. Um, Hmm. so this is, uh, you know, this is cleaning house, man. Like we really have to look deep inside and we have to figure out why we feel the way we do about certain things. Um, like what part we played in our life, because a lot of times we're the one, we're the only one that feels that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, uh, and you're right, Tony, that's a, uh, you know, it is a very freeing part of the process here. And when you think about how many people uh, and and many of our listeners uh, may be in that situation, too, where they've just got so many deep seated hurts and pains and issues in their life that they've never really come to grips with and never really admitted, never really accepted any responsibility over. Um, but this fourth and fifth step really gives us that opportunity for a a freeing component to be able to, you know, because I remember just being able to feel like, you know, like taking a deep breath and just go, you know, I finally said it, you know, uh, and somebody listened to me and they didn't judge me. And, you know, so that was like a, that was a pretty awesome uh, feeling because when you think about some of the things you want to say and take responsibility for, you feel like as if, man, you're going to be judged. People are going to put you down. I mean, people are going to think you're, as you said, Tony, you're the worst person in the world. And then you find out, well, my gosh, uh, there's a lot of people did a lot worse things. And I know I've been uh, on the other end of that where people have done their fifth step with me and, and I've heard some really hard things that I that I had to listen to um, uh, and to stay on you know non-judgmental about what they're doing because they're just doing exactly what that step says they're admitting to God to themselves to another human being the exact nature of their wrongs and it was such a freeing experience uh, uh, to see the relief on the faces of those who were doing it uh, it really was uh, an experience in and of itself so um, and I turn it over to Leah before we close here and give her some last last comments about this fourth and fifth step. And then we're going to close our podcast for today. I think that it's important to understand that, as has been mentioned today, sometimes the things that are discovered through this process of moral inventory and through the process of working with someone else to discuss these things, you may find that you've experienced some things that maybe you've repressed. Maybe you haven't thought about them. Maybe there are some resentments against individuals who have done harm to you in the past. So we just we encourage individuals who are going through this process, number one, Make sure that you're connected with supports, and those supports could be NA or AA or Celebrate Recovery or Naranon or Al-Anon, but they could also be uh, making sure that you have a therapist or a counselor, or if you're interested in treatment, maybe you've never tried a rehab and you'd like to have the opportunity to have that experience. We encourage all forms of treatment as a way to handle emotions that may come from this. Uh, We also know that depression 
uh, can come with this as well, and anxiety. There can be a lot of feelings during this process of recovery. And we want to encourage people to take those feelings seriously and to not be afraid to ask for help. There are always people in the community that are happy to help, whether it be your local drug and alcohol providers or whether it be a therapist in the area. Please reach out and get assistance if you need it. Well, very good. Thank you, Leah. Appreciate that. And so, well, thank you for joining us today in today's discussion. Next time, we're going to be continuing our discussion about the 12 steps, and we're going to be looking at steps six and seven. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about that on our next po- podcast. But uh, we'd love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram under at uh, City Mission 1941. And, uh, uh, we welcome your input. Uh, please join with us on that. And so on behalf of the uh, myself, Dean Gartland, and the City Mission staff, thank you for listening for Hope for the Homeless podcast. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.